It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply. Hello and welcome to the Money Nerds Podcast, where owning a calculator, budgeting your money, and having a net worth is actually cool. I'm your host, Whitney Hansen, and each week I'll be chatting with inspiring people to learn their secrets to financial success. Now let's dive into the show. Sometimes it feels like the only financial advice that we hear is for people that are making an amazing amount of money and can do all these like really fun things with their cash. But if that's not you, if you are really on a very limited budget or very limited finances and you don't have enough, I want to speak to you specifically because I I relate to that. I've been in that situation before. I know that pain. I get how overwhelming it can feel and also how isolating it can feel. So I want to share a couple stats too, because this is really important to understand coming out of a pandemic and how there was stimulus money and all this kind of stuff and how it affected people. The savings rates were an all-time high in April of 2020. It was about 33.8%, which is insanely high. That's incredible. Part of that, yes, was stimulus money. So it was artificially increased where people were going into this like fear mode too of, oh my gosh, I'm just going to bank as much money as I can. And they were doing as much as they could to survive whatever was coming for us. So that definitely made it a little bit higher than normal. And then in November of 2021, the savings rate dropped to 6.9%. The issue with so many of these things is that we often hear only the highlight reels. We hear the 25-year-old that retired with $2 million and makes 20 grand a month. And you're like, damn, what is wrong with me? And then we're hearing, you know, just go negotiate for a higher salary. And we're hearing you have to job hop and all of that kind of stuff in order to increase your income. And it can feel a little bit intimidating. And while, yes, I do agree, you should increase your income almost every area of your life, if you can, it isn't exactly the messaging that will help people if you are on a limited budget and you really are not in a position where maybe now is the best time to increase your income. So my tips today, while I am a fan of that stuff, is not going to be centered around just make more money. I want to really speak to those people that are living paycheck to paycheck. And so let's go ahead and dive into some tips that are going to help you if this is your situation. First and foremost, I think one of the most important things you can do if you are with a limited budget is to adjust the due dates of your bills. Now, this is super important because so often our due dates do not align with our paycheck dates, and that can be really tricky, especially if you're living paycheck to paycheck. The good news is most of the due dates are adjustable. So if you call your companies and you say, hey, I would really like to see if I can get a due date adjustment, this is the day that makes the most sense for my pay schedule. Does that work? And a lot of companies will work with you on that type of stuff too. So it is one of those things where sometimes that is what you have to do. I remember when I was super broke and I was trying to just get my finances in order 
there were a lot of times where I couldn't pay utility bills on the exact day that they were due. They had to be a little bit late and that was just the way that it was. But I should have, in hindsight, reached out to the companies, told them my situation and requested a change, a formal change. But, you know, I didn't at that time. I didn't really know that was a thing, but that is absolutely an option. And I highly recommend it if you are living on a limited budget. The next thing that you can start doing is negotiating. Now, yes, again, not your salary, although I am an advocate of that. But what I'm talking about here is negotiating actively. Things like your internet bill, your cell phone, your insurance, all of those things are negotiable. And I think so often we just pay the bill and we kind of forget about it. But every single year, you should be reaching out to these companies to see, can you get a better deal? The weird thing too is I know a lot of people think, if a company can do a better deal, wouldn't they let you know? And the fact is they won't. They usually do not tell you this kind of stuff. That's why it's so important that you do negotiate. Now there's scripts that you can use to do this. I will say Tony and I usually every year will call and um, threaten to cancel our internet and go to a different company in order to get some of these like newer promotional deals. And it works. Like, do we feel a little bit scheming about it? No. Did we in the beginning? Probably. I don't know. I can't really remember, but I know there's a lot of kind of detachment there of feeling like we have to advocate for ourselves and ask for a lower rate. And it just feels a little bit weird, but it is so important to do. We've had so many situations where we asked for a lower rate and just, you know, Hey, we're a valued customer. We've been here for so long. Is there anything we can do to get the, the price down a little bit more at the bill? And almost always they will work with you. And so I think that's an important piece too. If you haven't recently negotiated your internet, your cell phone, your insurance, look for opportunities to package your insurance where maybe you're adding renters and it makes your overall plan cheaper because you have multiple policies on one plan. Sometimes that can do the trick. You just have to be creative. You have to ask questions, but you have to prioritize negotiating those everyday things that we often don't think about. Okay, the next most important thing when you are on a limited budget is to celebrate the wins, the big ones, the small ones, everything in between. It is such an act of courage to get your finances together, and it feels especially challenging when you don't have as much money coming in the door. That's why it's so important to just really celebrate. You paid your bill on time, celebrate that. You saved a little bit of money on your groceries, celebrate that. You negotiated your lower cell phone plan, awesome. Those are the things that are going to keep you focused on your progress. And sometimes it's easy to overlook the small stuff, but overall, there's a great quote that I really, really like, and it says, it's better to be consistently good than occasionally great. And I think that is so true, especially with our finances. A lot of times we're looking for these one moments that are these huge things, the house purchases, the new car, you paid off your debt, all of that kind of stuff. Those are great. Those big occurrences are are really important to celebrate too, but it's that being consistently good piece that's going to generate better results for you. So that's why it's so important to just focus on your journey and focus on the daily little things and celebrate the heck out of those. Okay, the next big thing that I think is so underutilized is the library. There are so many killer library resources where you can download Libby, the audio app, and you can do audiobooks, you could do ebooks, you can just go to the library and borrow books. But it's not even that. There are so many things that are attached to all libraries. They even have things like hiking gear and outdoor gear. So maybe you want to get some snowshoes, but you can't afford to buy those. You can check those out. You can reserve them. It is such a great resource that I think so many people are not keen into enough. 
And part of that is the convenience factor. But if you're on a limited budget, you have to be creative. And you that doesn't mean your life has to end. You can still enjoy that kind of stuff. And so I highly recommend looking into your own local library and just seeing what resources are available to you. And again, it's free. So why wouldn't you? Okay, the next way to save a little bit of money is by looking into gas rewards programs. Now, I'm going to be real. This isn't going to make or break everything, but again, it's all those little things that do add up. But look into those programs and see what types of offers there are. Usually, it's a few cents off per gallon of gas, but in today's market where the gas is ridiculously priced, it's definitely worth looking into to see is there ways to save here and there. And again, when it comes to a limited budget, it's all of those little action steps that make such a big difference for you. Okay, the next tip is a little bit, oh, it's it's not a very fun one, but it's very important when you're on a limited budget that you really have to watch your spending extra closely. It's not just occasionally looking at your bank account, it's consistently being in your bank account, constantly looking at your numbers because every little change matters a lot. If you make a I don't know, $150,000, $200,000 a year, and you go buy a $5 latte every day, that probably is not going to break the bank as much. But if you're making $40,000 or less, I do think it adds up a lot. It really does. And so that's money that you could absolutely be putting towards your other financial goals or even just surviving. And so that's one of the things that I have a big gripe about with the personal finance space is there's that concept of like treat yourself and it's okay to do the daily joys. And a lot of times those daily joys is often tied to the daily latte. And I love my coffee like everybody else does. But the thing that I don't like about that advice of just buy the latte, it's not going to affect you is that's true. If you're making a lot of money, it's not true. If you're barely scraping by, I remember when my mom was a single mom with, I mean, a herd of kids, six of us, That was one of those things too, where it was like, it was a treat for her to even buy extra creamer at the grocery store. Like it's such a different mindset that sometimes I think a lot of people are very detached from the way people with limited finances live. And I get it. I was there too. But that type of advice can be really damaging to people that are truly paycheck to paycheck. When you are relying on every little penny you have to help you just survive. And so that's my gripe with the personal finance community is sometimes I think we forget about that stuff. And if that advice is what you're told and you were falling for that and you were saying, okay, I'm just going to go out to lunch. I'm going to buy my daily latte. And then you get to the end of the week and you look at your account and you barely have 20 bucks in your account to pay your bills. Part of that could be the difference between being able to pay your electric bill and buying the coffee every day. And so never think that that information is true for everybody. I think you have to take all of the personal finance advice and create your own system that works for your life. You know where you are. I know when I was buying too much coffee and it truly was impacting my ability to pay my bills on time. Like I get it. And so that's why it's so important to spend wisely when you're living paycheck to paycheck and watch that expense stuff very closely without falling into that trap of thinking you need to treat yourself because there's other ways to treat yourself. You don't always have to be swiping the card. So just some food for thought. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I wanted to speak directly to people that were struggling with limited finances because again, I I see you. I know you're overlooked a lot of times with personal finance. And so I hope that this episode at least resonates with you and makes you feel like, okay, what I'm doing is right. (laughs) This is normal and that is completely okay. 
Thank you so much for tuning in. I appreciate you listening in and all of your support. It means the world to me. And I will see you next week for another episode of the Money Nerds Podcast. Bye.